chat schedule for one fall feed. My name is Pat, joined by my lo lovely co-host Jen. Hello. And we are here today, finally, moving towards that big summer slam in the sky, in the British skies of England, right? August 92, part one. Jen, you excited? Yes. You don't seem very excited. I'm very excited. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll have to bring some high energy. Oh, no. Yeah. I am excited to get to a pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, what I'm most excited about this week is we'll actually be able to have a conversation about what the card's looking like, and that's exciting. Full disclosure, <clears throat> we have watched all the way up to SummerSlam, so we may accidentally say one or two things that come in another episode, but um, it's exciting, because it looks like um, Vince, Vince is going to say in later episodes, the SummerSlam you never thought you'd see. He keeps saying that oh, over and over again. Oh, he keeps saying it. And uh, I didn't, because none of these, <laughs> all of these things came out of left field. They're all beef stroganoff. All beef stroganoff. Just threw yeah. it all in the pot together, <sighs> added the gravy. Let's go. Beef stroganoff matches. But let's get started on what was filmed prior, which seemed to be pushing prior angles, or the idea of pushing prior angles. Prior angles. Yeah. June 29th. Where were you in 1992, Jen? June 29th. Uh-huh. Where do you think? Uh, it was probably like at my friend's house in a pool. So you were not at the Glens Falls Civic Center in Glens Falls, New York? <laughs> no. Unfortunately not. Because that's when this episode was filmed. So we are still on that show. June 29th, 92. We had the Nasty Boys defeating Carrie Davis and Russ Greenberg. We had another Brett the Hitman Hart sighting, who beat Iron Mike Sharp. We had the model Rick Martel and Bill Pierce, Papa Shango and Tony Roy, and the Legion of Doom against Flex Armstrong and Richie Rich. So that's the matches we had that were clearly from a month earlier, because I'm going to pick out, for example, um, stop me if I'm getting wrong, Jen, but was this the one where we were having uh, the Bret Hart match? Was this where we were having uh, some interludes by Mrs. Hart? Mama Hart? Mama Hart. Yeah, this is uh, this is Helen come. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so now we're just we just added Bret's mom in here now. Well, now we really got to create this angle. <laughs> There's a lot of family drama, you know. So, so much family uh, drama. They're pushing the family drama. Also, are we talking about Helen now? Are we up to this yet? I think we're. I mean. I'm looking at these thinking about the promos that were in the background that were happening mm -hmm. because prior to all of this, we were getting a, we were getting promos from the wrestlers themselves and now we're getting these really like wonky oddball interjections, right? Like just 180 turns. Yeah. So it's like before we were getting actual promos of people like, I'm going to, you know, fight you. And now we're just getting this. I'm going to fight you. Um, literally mama heart. Yeah. Well, um, so it's national clown week. Mm hmm. Well, um, not much to say about that. They show us all the stuff that happened last week with Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior and Ric Flair. I, I, Imperfect. I feel like we're going to keep seeing that footage. Yeah, it's like, you know, they almost show the whole thing. And then, yeah, they get the Brett match and uh, there's a little a little buzz in by your girl Helen. Mm-hmm. Talking about the rift now in the family. What is the most noticeable thing about Helen to you? Her accent? Oh my god. It is not from Saskatoon or it, it is, is from Saskatoon? No, she's from like Brooklyn. I know, it's ridiculous. It's, it's like it, clearly. It sounds like one of our aunts or yeah. something. Like, 
out of it's, nowhere. It's like, whoa. It is just, you're like, okay. The, the family here. is being torn apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, whoa. And so we, we've added this in now. <laughs> it's to, adorable. To create this tension and drama between two people that literally, it, it, it would be like, just two rocks next to each other in terms of like how they would, you know what I mean? There's nothing combative about the two of them. They're just two rocks sitting next to each other. Like there's no juice. So now we got to add Brett's mom. Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson rocks? Yeah. I mean, it could be Dwayne the Rock. I'm just thinking just like two and I, they're just like, they're completely not, they don't have a beef at all. They have no reason to have a beef. It doesn't make any sense. It's just literally out of nowhere. So we have Helen Hart that's telling us all about it, you know? Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Like I feel like they could have like somehow involve diana like they do in the future and they're going it... to no i know that they have an interview with her like a okay. little in but i mean like they could have made the beef about something maybe that one of them not like hurt her but like did to her that the other one wasn't cool with you know or like made it a little bit more believable that there'd be Right. Instead of just like, oh, Davy Boy's the number one contender and we're going to be in England. It's such a, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I love it. transparent but transparent like switch switch of the card as soon as they're in england and it's also just this is the difference between the attitude era and this wrestling like you just see night and day even though it's only five or six years it's night and day right because you just would never create an angle by doing something as ridiculous as this 95 percent of the things in the attitude era happen in the ring this is like we're just going to go interview bret hart's mom Who's going to talk about how really sad this is. Like, no, she would be. It makes more sense, though, in a way, than every beef having to be ironed out in a wrestling ring. I mean, the things that happen in their weddings, there's strip poker. Mm -hmm. Like, there are so many things that happen in that ring. Because. Like, motorcycles appear. Like, I mean, it's it's amazing. I'm just saying, I think that they're still, Vince is still trying to um, create an air of realism so, yeah i that, mean i mean like, it's there's just no bit? there's it's night and day you see the audiences this yeah. is clearly for children because you're like oh my god the mom is so upset right his mom is so upset because that's such a 90s like yo do it for your mom like attitude you know what i mean it's so not you know exactly what that is and uh that that's what i had yeah. here in my notes i was just like we're doing this again because then you know <laughs> we, we know that the angle with him and owen is going to be the same exact thing and you're like my god well no see that i feel like actually is a be- more believable like this came out of nowhere it's like clear that they're just putting them together because they're in england but like the thing with owen you're like he's so good at being an annoying little brother that you're like oh he's a jealous annoying little brother and and that's so relatable, right? Everybody besides me has a little sibling and like, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not talking specifically about the angle. What what I mean is like, because obviously. F- the, the family drama the with fam- Stu and Helen the and the fa- whole. The, Stu, the heart family drama okay. where you're like, this is its own thing. I fucking right? love it. It's, it's like you're literally watching like two different soap operas. There's like the wrestling soap opera, but then there's also like their familial soap opera. So now you're just thrown in the middle and you're like, I don't really know why you people want to fight each other. I don't really get it. It doesn't really make any sense. And they have such an air of sophistication about wrestling that it's like, this is no, 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 no. We can get in the <laughs> ring and be competitors, but then when it's over, we're good. Competitors. When it's <laughs> over, that's it. We're family. It's for, it's for the family. I and mean, you're like, like, they're so into it. 
that then it's like later on in the Attitude Era, Stone Cold is just throwing the belt in the ring and, and knocking people down and, then, and just giving people stunners. And then you have... Pouring beers all over everybody. Then you have The Undertaker burying people alive. It's like, what? <laughs> like, this is like a whole different... And like that. And then there's a boiler room match, like all in one match with people getting hit with sledgehammers. And here it's like, <laughs> the family's going to be torn apart. We're all going to... How are we going to put this together at Easter? How are we going to have a good Easter? I don't know How is someone going to have a bris? I don't even know how this goes on. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, oh that's not good at all. No, that's funny. <laughs> no, it, it is. But we also oh, had, uh, I noted down here too, we also had Sean and Sherry pushing the angle so, of, of, like, we can't can't not, touch them. Not only do we have Sean and Sherry, mm-hmm. they we actually have a Sean and Sherry right after the the Brett match, right? And the from the event center. Mm-hmm. But there's another Sean and Sherry promo at towards the end of this episode. So we get two Sean and Sherry's. Where basically Sherry is saying, Sean, I just don't understand. How could Rick Martell think he's as sexy as you? <laughs> and then at the end, basically doing the same thing, and he just goes, Nobody? Like who nobody thinks that? <laughs> nobody. No, nobody. Just so we're clear, nobody thinks that. No, nobody thinks that. Nobody thinks that. Um Yeah. So it's basically that, and them just being like, obviously Sean's sexier, I don't know. Um, But my thing about that is that it's poor planning, right? Because what winds up happening, spoiler alert, with the SummerSlam match between Rick Martell and HBK. Don't spoil it. I'm going to do it. Don't spoil it. I'm going to do it. We're not there yet. It's happening. I just need to point it out now because I don't want to forget that Sherry is now saying, Nabby, Rig Martell, you ain't nothing to look at. And then the match is a can't touch each other's face match because Sherry can't stomach the thought of either one of them damaging the other one's handsome face. So it just seems like poor planning by Sherry, you know? I feel like she's not being sincere right now. I think that she does think that Rick Martell's a cutie pie and doesn't want to admit it because she doesn't want to make Sean jealous. Well, I mean, that's the angle. That's literally the angle. <laughs> that That's the angle that we just got. Somehow Sensational Sherry is just jumping out and out. She's like, maybe I do like him. He is a model. With his fucking Tatanka feather cap still. And like, he acknowledges them too. Like, he's like, like you just who, wish you had these feathers. Who the fuck in their right mind is carrying... Carrying two feuds at once. Like, this man is a fucking lunatic. This is wild wrestling. He's literally got it. Like, it's always one feud at a time. He's like, no, 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 no. Just in case we do decide for me to fight Tatanka again. I'm ready. I'm ready. He's like, I still got the feather. He's committed. He's committed to All the, the way. All the way. having them feathers. Never yeah. forget that he's them got... Them feathers. That he's got them feathers. <laughs> so we did get that. Um, anything else wrestling-wise from this? Wrestling wise, yeah, or, or promo wise, because there's two different. No, 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 no. The, our two promos that didn't occur during the matches, the ones we're going to talk about, right? I mean, I want to talk about the fact that Rocco's still around. Oh, that okay, and, that was there and match. that yeah, and Vince's delight for Rocco. Oh, ho, ho, look at this! He can't get enough of Rocco. He absolutely loves him. You see Rocco going out into the crowd with the kids and the stuff. And I mean, yeah. What did I say to you when we watched this? What was What I verbatim say to you? That you didn't like ventriloquist dummies? That you, I didn't say that right because I can't. 
I said, but if I was a kid and this was on, I would be so fucking out. Oh. Like, if I'm a nine-year-old that stumbled upon that on Saturday morning, and there's a fucking ventriloquist dummy, like, yo, I came here for something, but it wasn't ventriloquism. So, I don't remember Rocco the ventriloquist, and I can tell you I'm 99.9% sure the first pay-per-view I had and saw was the Royal Rumble in 1993, right? So, when I actually started watching this, I don't know, but sometime around now. And I never really liked LOD, and I wonder if it's because when I started watching wrestling, Rocco was a foot. <laughs> and I wonder, like he wasn't a foot, but he was a foot. No, he was a foot. Yeah, you, was, you know what I mean. He, he was, was he making was, the rounds on promos yeah. and on Saturday he had a, morning. He had a hand shoved up his ass, and he's coming out to the ring, and I no. don't, I don't like, know why. I, I would have seen that and been like, I'm out. I would have seen, I could, like, it, it's so funny because, um, especially this type of wrestling, I think, they do have it broken up into little things that you might like specifically. Like, so they'll showcase each little, little thing. Cause it's like, I kind of was drawn more to like the Bret Hart, like Davy boy, or even when it's Bret and Sh- like, I was drawn to Bret Hart, like fighting people. Like it was like, he's going to like fight someone. And then I was more drawn to like, um, like whoever kind of the champion was, right? Cause they were always going to have some cool fight too. So like, you know, what I'm talking about when I'm a kid. Because then when I'm like the Undertaker shit, I, I wouldn't have watched that. The Papa Shango shit, I'm not watching voodoo shit. And I'm not watching fucking ventriloquist shit. We, so it's like I could come in for 10 minutes and plug in and see that little thing and then move on. Did you feel that the like Undertaker and the Papa Shango and all those like darker type characters, were you like kind of afraid when you were a kid? No, I was extremely bored. I didn't yeah, understand okay. what this was because I'm like, this is wrestling? <laughs> like, you're, th- this isn't real. Like, this part of it isn't real. So right. I was extremely bored and didn't understand the theatrical aspects. I, I didn't understand the second layer, right? I was too young to be like, hey, like, this is happening. And I don't really know why we're walking so slow. And I don't really know why everybody's afraid of you. And I don't really, like, get it. Like, I just don't get it. I don't know if I got it, but I knew I was amused. By right. the Undertaker. It, it didn't amuse me. The Papa Shango thing, I... It, it bored me. I really wanted to see, like, Bret Hart fighting someone. Because, you know, yeah. Bret, Bret Hart's intro just kind of comes out, plays the crowd real quick, takes off the jacket, takes off the glasses, and now it's game time. Oh, his music's so just exciting, like too. Piper. You hear it, and you're like, yeah. But, like, like when we saw yeah. Roddy Piper, those yeah. brawlers, they just come out, and, and they do it. And before we get into the promos, the one thing I was going to say is we were looking, you know, later on down the line, and, uh, you know, when you get to superstars a couple seasons from now, and you're into the mid-90s, it's pretty wild because they actually are giving you real matches. So you think all this was was to get you to pick one of those wrestlers to want to watch them to see the next thing. That's all this was mm-hmm. as you're watching it. Because like I said, I could see where I plugged in. Because I could see where I, I mean, like, I want nothing to do with the LOD gimmick. I never did. I, I like re-watching them and I like seeing them. But I just wasn't. And I know kids that were all in that are like, yo, I want the shoulder pads. Like me and my buddy were like the LOD. We're going to beat everybody up. Like yeah. kids are just into that. And so each different thing had a different plug. I mean, it's a cool gimmick. Like, really, cool. I think they're really cool, and like their yeah. music's exciting when they come out. But, um, yeah, the the rock the the Rocco thing, this, yeah, it loses me so much. I'm out. I, but their kids I'm are all in, in right now because I'm just like really curious as to how this plays out. Is he just gonna disappear one mm-hmm. day? Is someone gonna like hurt Rocco? Like, what's gonna happen to Rocco? I don't. know. I actually don't know. We'll have to watch. Did we get a razor vignette this week? We sure did. Which one was it? This is... It's kind of sad, actually. 
It's the last Razor vignette before we actually see him in action. So this is the last one we get. What's the vignette? He's hanging out with the old people in uh, Florida, as you do if you go to Florida. No offense if you live in Florida or if you're old. Right. It's okay. Um, Yeah. So he's hanging out with the old people. They're playing dominoes. Hell yeah. Um, He said they're living in the past. They're slowed down. He's not a fan of it. He calls out Jack Tunney. And uh, it's it's everything you want it to be. He has amazing magenta pants on. Pleated. His pants are dope. Like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. His pants oh. are absolutely dope. Um, Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the vignette. I would say this was middle of the road vignette for him. For him. Middle of the road. He's hanging out with... This is... I, I would say I, I would say he probably peaked he probably peaked at the second dinner one. The way he just throws everything off the table or when he tells the woman that throws everything off the table. Okay. That not the woman that I the like woman one was the first one and then the next one was where he throws everything off the table and he's like, What am I supposed to do with this? I feel like that was like Apex mm. and then like he's come back down and he's like I He's still high. It's still a high mountain. I don't we haven't gone all the way. I feel like I have to choose. Which vignette is my favorite? I think I can enjoy them all you don't. for what they are. Um, I will I will stick by the fact that my favorite one is him on the beach. But I mean, in the words of... Roman I'm not Reigns, going to kick and... sand in your face. I'm going to kick your face into the sand. Like, what? In the words of Roman Reigns, you need to acknowledge him, right? Acknowledge Razor Ramon and acknowledge him throwing his food at the waiter and walking out. Yeah, I feel like that was a little rude. As someone who's worked in the restaurant industry, it was a little, well, a little hard to watch, you know? What was the other promo we had? We had The Undertaker. <laughs> and Paul Bearer. Right. Um, getting dark with themselves with me and Jean. About what? Well, my favorite part about this is um, that Paul Bearer comes out and he says... I don't even... He says, for the death of me, instead of yes. for the life of me. Yes. And it's just... He just says it very casually. No one acknowledges it. And it's absolutely great. And he also... Like, The Undertaker <laughs> says wild, creepy shit. Well, this whole new angle is now that... um, So, it's going to be Undertaker and Kamala at SummerSlam. Right. And this thing... The angle is... Is that Kamala is like a cannibal? Yes, he's going to cook him in a stew, potentially. Yeah, so he's going to, like, eat him. But to be completely honest, um, I don't really pay too much attention to the Kamala promos because I just, it's rough. Um, so I don't. And that's that's the thing. But, um, yeah. So Taker gets really dark and he starts talking about how, I don't, I don't like, there's going to be funerals. It's going to be wild. It's going to be caskets with maggots and oh yeah 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 he says the only thing you'll be no. eating the only thing that'll be dining out after our match are the maggots and worms wasn't great like no, you said we're like no it wasn't good want, at all don't want any of it no. don't want to see it don't want to deal with it don't but want to i do it. really want to see paul bearer say for the death of me again i mean do you think he was your favorite promo so far of all of them i no, mean he was pretty I good he came say. out he came out hot not, I mean, Helen. True. I also always enjoy a Razor Ramon vignette, but, you know. True. Well, that's that first match. Uh, that's that first 
run. We're going to go into the August 8th, and then we'll come back and recap our big board. Because they kind of threw all the episodes, uh, threw all the matches together, right? Oh, yeah. Like I mean, the, the SummerSlam not, report. Because we're not going through each SummerSlam report. I'm not trying to talk about the actual matches that happened. Like, I'm right. assuming that we all know that Papa Shango beat Tony Roy. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, we know that. So. We know he, this. Here's August 8th. Okay. August 8th, we go to a new location. Ooh. Filmed July 20th at the Worcester Centrum in Worcester, Mass. What were you doing on July 20th, 1992? Probably my cousin's pool. Okay. The, That's good. You should be in a pool. Maybe watching Terminator 2 or something. That movie came out. So I watched that at some point. So there were, Jen, there were, believe it or not, like six dark matches. Cato against Phil Apollo. Big Boss Man against Nails. Right? Jim Powers against Bob Bradley. But you telling me dark matches right yeah. now? Yeah. Rolampago against the Mercenary. Jim Duggan fought someone. The Ultimate Warrior and The Undertaker against Kamala and Papa Shango. Mm. The Natural Disasters beat Money, Inc. to win the WWF Tag Team title. So that's actually where they won the title. Oh, okay. So those were actually the dark matches. So they must have, at this point, since they've known now that they're switching all their programming, they just took all the things off that they were using for their other angles. Because the Warrior... Well, they never give you good matches on... on, But uh, the Warrior... No, but the Warrior was going against Papa Shango. Remember? He put the voodoo curse on him. And the Undertaker is going to yeah, fight Kamala. I remember. Yeah. Right. So I'm saying that would have been what that was. Well, the Undertaker is still going to fight Kamala. He's still going to fight Kamala. But what I'm saying is that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, they were both it. faces. Because yeah, yeah. it wasn't face, you know, kind of face versus face, which is Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. But the matches we did get was Razor Ramon making his debut against Paul Van Dale. The Natural Disasters against Brian Berger and Brian Donahue retaining their title. Kamala beating Russ Greenberg. Bulldog against Iron Mike Sharp. And the Berserker beating Jason Knight. So that's the matches that we actually ended up, they ended up playing because they had no further value, I would say. You know, the ones that they held, those those were all for the SummerSlam that we didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. The Lost Slam. So what are the promos that we have this week? Well, we get Ultimate Warrior. Right. And then Ric Flair. Well, he's just talking with... Well, by the way, before we even talk about any of the talking, did you see his outfit? The Warrior? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's like his entire thing is airbrushed. There's a woman's face on his ass. Mm-hmm. I don't even... I, I don't even know what's going on. It is... It's arguably his best outfit we've seen to date but in a couple weeks we're gonna see an even better one Uh, to be continued i mean that could be we can debate it up in the air we can debate debatable they're both they're both the contenders for sure also do you know how old the ultimate warrior is at this time 36 33 okay (laughs) what i don't know okay um, so Flair comes out in the middle of his warriorisms, and he just is saying that Macho Man's hitting up the perfect mm-hmm. to use his managerial skills to yep. have him ringside at SummerSlam. There is an Abbott and Costello sketch that is going to be occurring for the next month of who's on first. 
or whatever, whoever did that. Mm-hmm. Abbott and Costello. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> we can. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm right. I. Sure. So, yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm like, who's on first? That's no, not. So they're all just going to keep doing this about who's calling perfect. Who's who's going to get Mr. Perfect? Who's going to get Mr. Perfect? Who's going to get their services? Who, who is he going to go at? And this is going to be for the next month. Which isn't it weird that like Ric Flair is going to go out there and like use Mr. Perfect as kind of this like, I don't know, kind of like weaponize him. But it's so weird because like you would think Ric Flair wouldn't want. His manager to have anything to do with either of these guys. They're Excuse both me. faces. Excuse and me. basically, he lost his title shot. So the whole thing is just... Time out. Wow. I'm going to have to go ahead and interrupt you and really take this back. You were in the middle of a thought, but you said something that was just wrong. And I, we need to correct the record. He is not his manager. He is his executive consultant. True. So technically, he could executively consult for Mr. Perfect and also manage someone else. That's He's not true. a one-trick pony. But why would... Flair want that. These aren't his friends. These are two people on the good side. He's on the bad side, right? So, like, it's weird. Unless he's trying to get into their head. 100%. Because he's just going to steal their belt. When I first met Ric Flair, that man had a belt. And that belt could not be shown on any streaming platform. This side of, uh, you know, the Atlantic Ocean. It's just not possible. You can't watch it in America. I don't know what that belt looked like. Speaking- I don't know. Speaking of Ric Flair, yes. how did your morning start today? Well, we do play the daily uh, Wordle. We do. <laughs> and uh, before I even completed my Wordle, you sent me a text message of just Ric Flair. Nothing more, nothing less. I immediately knew it was the answer to the Wordle. <laughs> Which is amazing. Well, what else could it be? Because I'm like, <laughs> what else could this be? You know what I mean? So... And then proceed to say you're welcome because now you have a you have a first now you have two two first two first moist and flair not gonna those are retired <laughs> they're in the hall of fame what other promos do we have though as we digress um anything i see a Stu and helen written down we have a Stu and helen okay and it's basically helen again just talking first of all I feel bad. I feel bad watching Stu. I feel uncomfortable. I feel bad. I feel like... It's rough. He doesn't really move or talk, and I just wonder if he knows what's going on. And I do feel... I feel bad. I'm like, is, is he okay? Yeah, it's... it. I, it's again, it's where you're like, um... I don't... And then even, like, next week when they have, I think, one of Brett's brothers, and I'm just like, I don't really have any attachment to any of you, so I don't really understand... Why we're here? Oh, but you will because they're not going away. No, I know. Well, it, it's weird because it's very weird because like it's like their family is a cast of characters, but like <laughs> there's also going to be a clown and Bam Bam Bigelow, and like there's still a tax man. So like there's like a do you, that's like real world that you're like trying to interject in this like very playhouse land right now the WWF. So uh, it's just a little awkward. I'm like Stu, like I don't maybe stay home. <laughs> no. I don't know. I, I feel oh, weird. No. no, I feel weird because like when Jerry oh. Lawler starts talking shit about him, like it's weird. That's oh, you like get so dark. uncomfortable. You really it's like, like uncomfortable. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like maybe just don't like maybe. But just they're don't all be in on it. I mean, they're all part of the industry. Yeah, but like I don't want to see it. Like it. Like really? I love it. Yeah, I know. I, it's I know bad. you do. I, it, it, We're different. We're different. Like I know it's cringy and I'm like, Ugh, but I also like. I I just oh. cringe too much, especially like on a rewatch. You just feel like bad. I just kind of love it. Icky. I feel like weird. But I mean, that's their whole it's life. Better than the, on this thing. than the fucking foot match that they have. Oh, we're I know. 
Some of these matches, it's really like... It's my foot Kiss my foot match. Oh, God. We're going to have to get back into that eventually. The knights, I remember all the the hearts wrestling and stuff. It's like, it's awesome. It's like really cool. (laughs) And then all the knights and then like Jerry is uh, in legal troubles. So (laughs) So Sean takes over. It's really cool, but it's just such like a very specific time where like... That's so good. I feel like this kind of like programming existed. Like this kind of thing where it was like, kind of pg-ish but somehow it was a little bit of like an adult thing like it being wrestling you know it was kind of like they really kidified it in a way but it still was like awkward you're still you know? talking about maggots eating your dead yeah body it's still like, like you're still like in this space but you still like kind of make it be like all in the family like that vibe and then it's just literally the attitude errors what explodes that whole thing because it's just and that's like what happened with culture too you know like in the mid 90s that's when mm-hmm. shit really blew up and it was really wild where just like Music, everything, everything just just took off in a different direction, and really started to just be edgier and edgier and edgier and edgier and edgier. Yeah. And so it's just so funny to kind of see this and then go back and rewatch it and be like, it's so, so silly. The family is just being torn the apart. The family is being, torn, being apart torn apart by this wrestling thing, and it's like, but are you both trying to like win this thing? Like, am I supposed to believe this thing is important? So both, wouldn't you both want to just win? Yeah, but it's tearing the family apart, Pat. Don't you understand? But they're participating in a league where they're, like, in the game together. I don't understand. Why would you not think this would be the outcome? It's just silly. They're both faces. It's silly. So they shouldn't really, you know. Well, speaking of... The family's being torn apart, and I feel like you're just laughing at them. I am. Let's jump right into this beef stroganoff. Let's get right into the, uh... Let's get right into the meat and potatoes here. Are we talking about Razor Ramon's first match? No, we're going to end on Razor's first match. The SummerSlam card. This is why we kind of put the two together. Because now we have the card. We know what we got. We got Macho Man versus the Warrior for the championship. Face on face. And now we have, is Mr. Perfect going to show up? Whose side is he going to be on? Which I kind of care about more than this match, to be honest. And no offense, I know a lot of people love Warrior. Wasn't my thing. Wasn't my guy. But these two guys at this Macho angle. Macho is, but. But these two guys at this angle, they had. There's no. There's no juice to this match, in my opinion. It's just an no. old school. Like you really like these guys, so it's like a legacy match. Then we have Brett versus the Bulldog. Again, two faces. For the IC championship. Yeah, but they're more like up and comer, like younger guys, and they're trying to make this family drama. So I do actually care about this match. I but, would be invested. But in I this. don't think that their styles mesh too well together. So it's really like. Like, obviously, when Brett and Sean get together, it's really good, so... Yeah. We'll see. Then we have Sean... What? I have... I think I have heard that that's a good match. It is a good match. I know it's a good match. I'm just saying, do I really care about it, or now am I going to watch it because I like wrestling? I'm going to watch it because I like wrestling. Like, I don't really care about it. It's also hard, because when when the majority of what you're seeing is on, like, these Superstars episodes, and if you're watching Primetime or Challenge or whatever... It's those jobber matches. 95% of them are jobber matches. So, so sure, I know Brett's five moves. I know Bulldog's five moves in that match. But, like, you really have very little experience watching them compete with another actual competitor. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I agree. Like, I'm like, well, how could they even wrestle? Like, Bulldog just wants That's to pick point. people up and put what, them down. What, and yeah, Brett's I, I, so technical and, you know... I don't even know if I could have foreseen, like, Brett and Sean having a good match before actually seeing them have a good match. If I was just watching these superstar matches where they're all just basically showing off and being like, look at me. If you went to a wrestling... If I went to a wrestling thing at this age, I would just expect to see job matches. 
and I'm expecting to be a minute and a half. And so the idea that you're like, wait, this is a pay-per-view. This is where there's going to be like really long matches, like 20 minute matches, 50. Like that just doesn't seem appealing. And it's not, it's not anyone's fault. I'm appealed. It's not anyone's fault. They're in England <laughs> and Davy Boy's there. And that's why Davy Boy, Davy Boy can't jump in the macho match. So you want to give him the best possible thing to get the best possible draw. And it's a, it ends up being a really good match. I remember the yeah. match. It ends up being really good. I know we watch this. I'm, I... I'm not saying I hate on the match. I'm saying like, and then you have yeah. Sean versus Rick Martel. And I'm like, they have no real like anything. And it's I not feel like... like that match was decent. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm biased. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm talking about what the card is. I'm oh, not there's no. The I mean, uh, all they have is that they're is that they're both pretty boys. So they're right. like, oh, what can we do to save this card? Two oh, pretty boy heels. We'll put the two pretty boys against each other. Heels. They're both heels. Huh? Brett and Bulldog are both faces. Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior are, are both, both faces. faces. I know. That's why I'm running down the card to be like, look yeah. at how ridiculous this card is. Then you have the Undertaker, who's at this point a face mm-hmm. against Kamala, but the Undertaker's still kind of being like heel. He's just kind of in the middle. No, he's definitely a face, but. Well, I mean, all the maggot discussion and everything and well, putting it, burying someone in a casket. It's a little a, awkward. He's still a fan favorite. I mean, it doesn't matter if he likes maggots or if he doesn't like maggots. He is a, um, he's a phase. And then we have the Natural Disasters against the Beverly Brothers for the title, right? Mm-hmm. Which. I could care less about that. We literally like, didn't even get to see Money, Inc. lose the titles to them because it was a dark match. Mm-hmm. So we never even saw that. Yeah. And now this is what we get immediately. And I'm like, I don't. As far as I'm concerned, I know the natural disasters are faces, but I could care less. But they just turned. Yeah. They weren't. They but weren't. They, they, they like are, I know Jimmy they hard. are, but I have no... If I would have seen yeah. them beat IRS and everybody, I might have been like, all right, cool. But it's like the Beverly's are just like heels, I guess. It, they are heels, yeah. They're like trying to give, care. I guess, the Natty D's a push or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. but So... People like them, though. People really... What? Like no, no. The D's. I'm not... I'm just saying there's no the attachment. Double, the double D's. I have no attachment to this card. Virgil and Nails. Like, it's supposed to be Boss Man and Nails. But didn't we, you just say that Boss Man and Nails fought like yes, this? At a dark match. Because <laughs> they must have had that. Because it was a DQ. It said it ended in a DQ. So it must have had it as, like, setting up for then their showdown. Yeah. And they're really, like, playing this, um... Cop and fucking inmate. Well, they're like, Virg- Virgil's like, that's my friend. That's my uh-huh. boy. You know, like, I gotta stick up for my boy. Like, it's just... Or maybe he got really did get hurt of this match. I don't know. But, I mean, they had a dark match. So they filmed something. They filmed something which they could have used at any point for this feud if they kept it going because they just abandoned it. Then we have the LOD and Money, Inc. Again, no reason for this feud. It just stems out of... I wish that was the championship match. I mean, right? I care much more about that tag team setup than Natural Disasters yep. and Beverly Brothers. I mean, that's just me. But yeah. how do you feel about it? 100%. So I was going to say, I, yeah. this would be a great tag team match I'd like to see. But no. Then we had Repo Man and Crush, which Repo Repo was literally hanging Davy Boy and talking shit about hanging dogs on chains, and then it's like gone. That. Then we have Tataka Berserker. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I feel like it's some sort of like. I also don't. Uh, I mean, I don't want to step on here, but I don't really know what Berserker like is. Loincloth match. Berserker type? wins every match by like a countout. I don't know. What that I don't. Means. I don't know what he is or is not. Is he a heel? Is he a, I don't even know. Oh, he's a heel. He's a heel. I know. I understand he's a heel, but like I have no attachment to him as because a heel. Because he's with Fuji, right? Like yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I know like he's a heel, but like I there's just no. It's not like he's not vile. <laughs> he's not like anything. He's just like oh, it's Berserkers. It's gonna count out. I feel like it's the same thing that they're trying to do with Kamala, like someone yes. that's a little bit like uncivilized and almost like 
barbaric. So we're just going to, you know, the these heal managers can just kind of control them and make them heals when really they're just not but even intelligent not... enough to be a heal, right? Isn't that kind of like, it seems like what they're doing? Jen, it's layered. It's like P.T. Barnum circus. <laughs> like I am bringing in this circus animal to the circus and I control it. That's what it is. Like they're bringing a wonder of the world. That's what they're bringing. It's like not, uh... you know, you know how the guy's like, look, this is, this is the, the mermaid woman, right? Like the, the, you know what I mean? Like they have the three-headed woman or whatever like i'm gonna bring the bearded lady like they're bringing in something to the carnival and they're the ones that control it and you're like this yeah. is so it feels so state icky like it i don't feels like really it icky. i don't like it i either. don't like and that's a certain brand of it that they do the only time that i think it really seems on point is with yokozuna because i feel like it just like the manager thing like evolves it's like yeah i'm bringing him here but like they both seem to be two independent entities. Like Yokozuna is such a great performer that it's not like this weird berserker thing where you're like, or even Kamala, where they literally have the Brooklyn Brawler like being his handler. Like it's so weird. It's it's gross. You know the thing with Yokozuna is that you can accept that he has a manager because I can't speak English. Yeah, there's a right. language barrier, right? Uh -huh. So you're like that guy is in control. He's in control of what's going on. He's in control of his career as a wrestler. He just can't speak English, mm -hmm. right? So he has Mr. Fuji. Right. Who's his manager? Helps him out. It doesn't... He doesn't need to be... He's a human being with a brain, right? Like, but it just feels like... Like, Berserker. Like, they kind of just make him it seem like... It doesn't rain that we're out of circus. Or, yeah. What is, what is a Berserker? I feel so... I'm, it's like, very ignorant right the now. The Berserker's like an, like an Irish... Like a Viking? Ke Celtic... Yeah, like Viking. Like, their version of like a... Like a Berserker... Like, he holds a giant sword and he's just like a... The big Viking... It's not a Viking, because Vikings are Vikings. But he's like a Celtic warrior that gotcha. you would imagine would fight like a Viking, like a I big mean, I should dude. know that. I am an adult, but yeah. Oh. But that that's it. It's like didn't it's, have to agree with. It's that. like a class in like the you know. <laughs> yeah. No, but it does feel icky, especially the Kamala stuff, and yeah. Know. Well, and and that's what I, and like, and you see it, and I just don't. I don't. I personally like on the rewatch. It's tough, but even as a kid, I wasn't just a huge fan of that. Like, I control this. I control that. Like, no. I don't like that. I like I like the like manager. I, I like the manager. Like. I'm Ted DiBiase, so I give you money. Like, I like how, like, it appears that the people have agency. I don't like how it doesn't appear. Right, because we didn't watch it agency. when Virgil was like. Yeah, his chain. No, no, no. We no, didn't watch we that. didn't watch that. And I no. think that is probably extremely icky. But, um, yes. Not to get, like, political or anything, but, you no. know, it is what it is. And then when they turn Kamala to a face, it's almost like he's super innocent. And he doesn't mm -hmm. know he's hurting people. And, like,. It's all just based in him not being an intelligent being. Like, it's terrible. It's, it's rough. Yeah. It's, not, it, it's based on him being like, here, we brought in this, you know, Siberian tiger, and now we're just going to let it run around. Like, mm -hmm. you're just like, no, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to see yeah. this. I do not want, no. and I don't want to be part of that circus. And then again, you have that part of the circus. Then you have the other part. That's the, the heart, the heart family, the heart ah, the drama and stuff. And then you, then you have like whatever, whoever the champion is, and you plug it in and you, and you move them around. And that's basically what we got um yeah this beef stroganoff is is gonna come together i have a feeling we're gonna keep stirring it for the next couple you know next episode <laughs> anyway and we're gonna bring it together but like we said our boy razor premiered yeah how'd you like the match it was good i re-watched it again just now um yeah it's cool it's cool to like watch his uh finishing move like the razor's edge for the first time and mm -hmm. hear vince and perfect like what is this this like crucifix like move like and vince just you know what a maneuver 
And, but, but like, really, they're like, wow. And you could tell he just has it. Like, he comes out and he does his, like, chest slaps, you know. He the has guy. a specific. He's just. He has a specific place in so many people's hearts where you're like, man, you that, like, him, I think of a specific type of wrestling. And I want to watch it. Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy his brand of wrestling. Like, I enjoy his bigger, you know, matches. I enjoy that, that time period. It's a very specific thing. And then it goes away. Yeah. And when it goes away, it's gone. And it's not necessarily his fault, just where the industry goes with it. But when it goes, it's gone because he's got that, you know, just really. Yeah. You know, you know you're going to get a match where you want him to win. But later on when he's facing your, you know, faces, you kind of don't know how to feel. But you're like, you're okay if he loses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, when he's when he's in those matches that are, he's just so good. Because well, he really skirts remember, that line of being just a bad guy. And you're like, yeah, man, I, I want you to win. I remember when he, even the ladder match, and he was a face then, the first one at WrestleMania 10 with him and Sean. And I remember watching it like wanting them to both win. Because right. I love them both so much. And right. feeling like, man, on one hand, this is great because I'm going to be happy with either outcome. And on the other hand, like this sucks. Like one of my guys is about to lose. And I just remember that so specifically feeling that way because that's just Razor Ramon, right? Like, he was so cool. Like, he just... And so, he just puts on yeah. such a great match for such a very specific period with some really, really yeah. good wrestlers. So but he just controlled this. I mean, it was really, like, for a jobber match, it had... It was good, you know? It was a good match. Yeah. Who was your winner this week? Hmm. I mean... Uh, I'll tell you my winner right now. Okay, yeah, you tell me your winner. Paul Bear. Okay. <laughs> he cuts a hell of a Paul Bear like, I'm back. Ooh, my Undertaker. He really gets right in there and he goes for the jugular. Okay, well, I can't pick Razor Ramon because we picked him last week, I'm pretty sure. And I think that we made a no same person, right, two weeks in a row. Right. Um. So in my heart, it's Razor Ramon, but I'm going with Helen. I'm going Helen Hart. I'm going okay. Helen Hart's Brooklyn accent. I'm going. Just the vibes that it gave me. Of like someone like one of our great aunts being upset that the family's being torn apart because mm-hmm. someone wasn't invited to a wedding or whatever nonsense goes on. Like I just and just Stu just sitting there next to her and it, just the whole thing, the whole thing. Who's your loser? Why don't you tell me your loser? Simple Money Inc. They lost the title. Oh, um, off the screen. I was getting excited about them defending their <laughs> title because I enjoy them immensely. They just remind me of 1980s. I don't understand why. I just, I so enjoy IRS and I just enjoy the whole thing. So now they're like, okay. And now they're fighting like LOD. And it's weird because at least now on the tag team, they try to make it be like, yo, we want to get the number one contender spot. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really, there's no rhyme or reason because none of them ever really fight it. You never see them fight each other. So there's no rhyme or reason. They're always right. in jobber matches. So it really doesn't make any sense. Like, how do you go up the invisible ladder? You don't, right? So you're just like, man, when you guys have the title, at least, like, I know I'm going to see you and it's going to be a decent match and you're going to, you know, fight somebody good. You know what I mean? Just loses all that. So, Money Inc. Yeah. It's my loser of the week. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with my boy, Shawn Michaels. Okay. He he was going to have a a title match. And now he's pretending that he cares that Rick Martel thinks he's sexy, you know? It's, it's I wild. think that he's handling it with grace. Bravo, you know? But, uh, yeah. 
You lost to this IC title match. Who's your best dressed? Oh, we're going Ultimate Warrior with that with that airbrushed situation with the faces all over it and just I now, mean he was really trying to show up Macho Man and Macho Man's outfit by coming who, out like who that. Who did we pick last last month? Last week? Was um, it Razor? It was either Razor or it might have been Macho Man. I think we picked Macho Man. Good, because I'm picking Razor this week. Okay, the magenta. The, the magenta the, domino outfit. The was, pleated magenta. <sighs> and we. this is the first time we see his uh, ring gear. Yeah, and his ring gear is not going to change. So this no. is everything. No. This is everything right it here. It changes colors. Ever, ever so slightly. Like it was red. Yeah. And like sometimes it's going to be black and sometimes it's going to be purple or magenta or green. Mm-hmm. I oh. think I think it was red this time. But it's it's not, other than it does not change. It is a Speedo mm-hmm. and a vest mm-hmm. and 10 pounds of uh, necklaces. It's beautiful. Raising gold chains. Up. I shouldn't... It's not necklace on a no. man, right? It's a gold chain. Gold chain. That I still am convinced gets caught in his chest hair. Razor Ramon. That's that's mine. And what else do we have? Our worst dressed or who had a bad look this week? Oh, no. That's the same thing. Oh. The best worst dress is the best dress because gotcha. you're honestly the best dress for wrestling. It's going to be like, know. I don't think we did anything else. Uh, uh, our money grab is this is all sponsored by Ica Pro. Ica Pro, you gotta want it. Yo, they're really starting to push that too. Starting to really push that Ica Pro. And let's have a noted notable. A noted notable. The tug of war match. The tug of war match. So we rewatched the tug of war match on YouTube. WBF by. Did you stars. say we rewatched it like you watched it back in the day? No, you watched it before. Oh, I did. Yeah, you it watched was, it before. It was my personal it existed, So you, you rewatched yes, yes, yes. it. Isn't that, you don't have to tell people I was watching this before. We knew we were going to cover up. I mean, I don't understand what the issue is. I, I, I'll tell you this. A year ago, you had way better chance of walking in if I'm out in the garage, um, having an adult beverage, relaxing, mm-hmm. w- watching YouTube. You're way more likely, a, one year ago, to have seen me watching the tug of war, being like, look at Mr. Perfect and these guys doing a tug of war for the 1990s. Versus seeing, like, a Stone Cold Steve Austin match uh, during the Attitude Era. Right? Like, I would have found that and been like, I want to watch this. This is ridiculous. Because it was absolutely ridiculous. I really want perfect shirt. The shirt he was wearing, it was just... If I'm going to look to see if I can find that shirt on eBay, it's just a really great throwback. Am I WWF wrong? shirt. But was it not just a team of heels? Yes. No, they were only heels. Yeah. All in just workout gear, so they're not even like. Not that I want them to be in their wrestling gear, but like not like it's ridiculous. It's just ludicrous. I mean, why would they be in their wrestling gear? That's just now. Now you're taking this to a level of silliness. Well, it is a level of silliness because then they're against the WBF All Stars, and let me tell you, the WWF team, all they want to do is win. So they are going against the guy that was probably he must have been like. Oh my God! Yes, Vinnie Mac. Vince coming in with the hot pink shirt at the end. We gotta retweet that. I'm gonna tweet oh that today. Oh my God! You should retweet it today. <clears throat> but they had a guy that was like what five five or something on their team who kept falling, the tug of war guy. So that's how they won the... on the WBF All Stars. Uh, they had a short guy that kept falling, right? And then what happened? Well, no, I the, the very first because it was best two out of three, right? So the yeah. first one, um, the. The guy fell. The WWF guys, since they're all heels, they all let the rope go, so they all fell. And then the if you if more than one of your guys falls, falls yeah, not just the it was the first guy, the anchor, fall? the guy yeah. in the back can be oh, okay. So they all fell, so they kind of made them lose. So right. they won on a technicality, right? And but then, yeah, it was um it was Berserker. It was hold on, how many uh, Berserker, IRS, 
DiBiase. Uh-huh. Flair. Uh-huh. Perfect was the coach. And... Was, the Mick, was Rick Martell there? It was the Mountie. The Mountie, okay. The, yes, the Mountie, yeah, yeah. Yes, the Mountie. And I think somebody else, too. I took a picture. That's why I'm uh, not really answering. And I can't tell who this fellow is. The guy back there with the beard. Skinner. Oh, that's right. Skinner. Skinner. Yep. yep. It was Skinner. So and then Perfect was the coach. Yeah, but then Jim Duggan is the coach of the WBF guys. Mm-hmm. But needless to say, this was plugging the WBF All-Stars. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was Body ridiculous. Stars, I should say. And Mean Gene was the... Mean Gene was the guy in the middle. The ref? The, the ref? Announcer. He was the announcer. announcer. He was the announcer. No, there was a ref, you know, in order to make sure it was done right. Because I told you, this was an Olympic sport. This was a thing. I mean, not with these guys. No. WWF takes it home. But yeah, I mean, was this ridiculous? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was it the most entertaining thing I've seen? No. Is it worth watching? Yeah. Five out of five recommend. I, I yeah. I would. Just to see Vince at the end on that screen. If you're at minute with 50. With his shirt talking. Jen, if they're at minute 50 of this podcast listening to it and they haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Then you need to see it. That's true. You need true. to see it. You know what I mean? Like, like, look at where this is buried. We're, we're burying the lead here. This is at the end That's of the true. podcast. If you That's haven't true. seen it, you need to see it. So, <laughs> having said all that, it's time. We've As reached the say, end. We've reached the end. We've reached the end. I can't believe that we've made it 50 minutes on, on what we've had here. Um, hey, Pat, as they say, uh, anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation. And Montreal was worth.